0: Welcome in lacrosse fans to the Utah Lacks Report. I'm your host Tim Haslam. This episode features an interview with Brighton Bengals head coach Chris O'Donnell. The Bengals enter the semifinals this week as the number 14 seed and are clearly the underdog going up against Park City and hopefully for the Bengals, uh, Corner Canyon or Olympus. In this interview we talk about how Coach O'Donnell got started playing lacrosse and how he eventually made it up to Utah coaching the Bengals. In the newsletter this week, I talk about uh, all the different championship games, championship days that I've been to, kind of go down memory lane. I also talk a little bit about the youth impact of a high school program, and then I went through all of the tales of the tape for the 12 semifinal games that are happening this Tuesday and Wednesday. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Thanks for joining me today. I know it's a busy time. You mentioned you're in Annapolis right now waiting for a flight home, you know, and that's just kind of how May is these days. It, it is <laughs> busy. So I, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us.
1: Of course. Of course. Thanks for having me. The,
0: the Brighton team is an interesting one this year and, and we'll definitely talk talk about that. But the first question I ask every every guest is how did you start playing lacrosse?
1: Just kind of grew up. So I'm from Virginia originally. Grew up, you know, my brother, oldest brother played for a year. The one in between us played for a year and then just kind of picked it up I was always a big soccer player so uh, needed another sport just soccer basketball lacrosse so kind of started playing fourth grade and never really stopped.
0: Sure and and you know for those who don't know typically those the east coast and and other parts of of the country have boys soccer in the fall so it's it's possible to to also play boys lacrosse which I I think Utah should adopt that but
1: we'll see. Yeah, and that and I went to Catholic school, so that's how I think the actual public schools were spring soccer for boys, but Catholic school it was fall for soccer. So I was able to do both in high school.
0: And, and so you you play in high school? Did you did you play in college? What what sort of led to to that? And then how did you get into coaching
1: after high school? I went to Radford University. It's, it, it used to be a D one team. I think they got rid of it in like two thousand one. So when I got there, it was just club uh, coaches or player run club, so no coaches and just kind of. Went down there. Didn't really have the. So I wasn't really planning on playing. My roommate was one of my really good friends. Was he? He brought his stuff down to play and went to like the first practice and was like, "You, you just, just, to say I have your mom super your stuff down." So I'm my stuff down. and Started playing and now I got a you know, great group of buddies from it. And, uh, really glad I ended up deciding to play after I was looking back and forth because I actually got more looks for for soccer. So I was a better soccer player. So uh, was looking at going to college for that and then decided to switch to lacrosse, but really glad I did. And then uh, when I got, after I graduated, struggled with the job market for a little bit, but it was like two weeks before the lacrosse season, high school lacrosse season out here. And we're just looking on lax power and saw like openings at a couple high schools. I knew sent, sent an email out to a coach and he was like, yeah, actually my JV coach just, just had to move out of state for a job. Like I need you now. That so when met him up at a practice and, Gave me the head coach for a JV and never looked back.
0: So, so a couple of things to unpack there. Uh, first of all, RIP lacks power. One of the greatest sights of all time. <laughs> Second uh, would be what brought you to Utah initially.
1: Wanted to get out of the DC area. I have my cousin and or my dad. Excuse me, my dad's oldest sister lives out in Utah. So We had some family out there and wanted to get closer to the mountains. I love skiing and being up in there. So, got married and she's from the DC area. So, we decided to go somewhere else for a little bit. Uh, that brought us to Utah, and we love it out there. I coached at a school called Freedom, and one of the assistant varsity coaches knew Garrett from Ohio State, I believe. And so when I said I was moving to Utah, he was like, well, I know they head coach at Brighton. Do you want to coach in Utah? And I was like, yeah, they put me in contact with him. So as I, I literally moved out. We moved out in January of 2018 and called him on my way out. He was like, "Yeah, we got practice on Monday," so I literally showed up on Friday in Utah, and was at practice on Monday for the full full season. And just kind of started that way, and then so I literally took my wife to a new new place she'd never been before, and then was gone every night for the cause.
0: <laughs> I feel you on that one, man. That's that's rough. Good for yeah. her though for sticking with it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah she's <laughs> she uh, she hates it's love hate relationship, but.
0: Yep. She, I know. she enjoys it. So. No, I, I think anyone listening to this podcast knows exactly where you're coming from. So yeah. no need to, uh, no need to explain that. Uh, <laughs> you, you coach at JV at, at Brighton and eventually get the head mm. coaching job. What, what has sort of been that, that process, you know, uh, there's a lot going on at Brighton, just a new school. And then obviously with was sanctioning and uh, mm. there's a lot going on out there. <laughs> how has, okay. how has, how have you handled
1: all that? Well, the good thing with me is it's, it was already sanctioned and. In Virginia, So I had that experience with having to work with the ADs and the, the school and all that before I moved out. So that wasn't too bad for me. It was, was probably a little harder on parents and, uh, and other people. But there's some familiarity with that. I think the hardest part was and Skyline had to deal with it this year. Last year, we had the construction, so we weren't going to play any home games. But then it, got, then it got canceled. So I know how Skyline feels this year. But but the school looks, you've been out there this year, it looks, it looks, it's going to look unreal when it's done. And the indoor field is awesome, so we've been able to work with that. So it's been nice having all that. And there, Tom and, and Mocker over at the school and Justin have been, been awesome super helpful. So um, it's transitioned, but it's, 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 it's working and it's working out well for us.
0: Let, let's talk about just this season. You know, there there's always been high expectations for Brighton in all sports to be honest and and uh, you know this year was no different. Obviously, Brighton is a is a historic program. You know, we we didn't have last year and so it was kind of tricky to know exactly what, what was coming back and and what each team would look like and that was statewide, but you know, you start off the season with a, a win over Alta, you know, 8-7 and, and again, you know, no one really knows who Alta was at the time either and so you know, people were okay with that, I think. And then you go and lose to, uh, to Farmington and Lone Peak in, in both close games. Again, those were two teams. We didn't know who they were. And so, you know, but then as the season kind of progressed, you know, you kind of had your ups and downs. I remember emailing you once and he said, one day we'll get in the win column, I promise. And, and, <laughs> and there was kind of a middle stretch there where you did, you know, then you you lose an OT to, to Mountain Ridge and then 18-7 lost to Park City. And then you know through region play, you played well except for that last game against Bright or against Olympus, and, yeah. and honestly, Coach, that was Olympus's best game probably so far, yeah. and and you were on the tail end of that. Then you go, you know, just just talk about the regular season as a whole. It was you know it had a, it had a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah, I you know everyone talks about like, Duke how they always lose in February and then they figure it out, and that's kind of what I kept t- telling our guys, just like we're not we're we're supposed to be building for May. We're not. Worried about early season loss to Farmington or Lone Peak. Like, we had two guys that had actually played varsity level across coming into this year. When we graduated 15 seniors last year. It was 15 seniors that played. So, we had two guys that had experience at the varsity level. So, I just kept telling them to be patient. As you know, Farmington's a really, really good team, uh, tons of experience. And then Lone Peak is, is Garrett Haas. And the kid's just unreal. There's so much fun to watch. He dropped 13 on us. So, we had, I definitely like was joking with him after the game, but you know, we had some, had some fun with that. So we were just kind of building and building, and we got lucky with our all these regions are doing home and home, and we didn't have that. So I was able to – I think when the playoffs were set, I think we played 11 of the 16 teams in the top 16. And so it, that's kind of what my focus was on, was we were going to be prepared for the tough games in the playoffs because we played hard game after hard game after hard game. And then, the, you know, they lost us to corner and olympus and, and park city i didn't make the park city game uh with my wife getting the, her second dose of the vaccine that night so i had to stay home with the kids but the olympus i mean olympus was unreal that night in that game yeah i was talking to nick after that game for a while and he was i was like ah sorry we didn't really give you a game for the region championship and he was just like we were on one tonight and so it was it was definitely that struggle and then after the after that olympus game we kind of came together as a team because we knew it, it was we had a week before our first draft and we we're like. What are our expectations? What, you, like, I had them all right on a piece of paper. What, how far they think we can go? How far they want to go? And why we You know, what what happened in the regular season? Kind of just talked about it as a team and regrouped, and knew we had a, bat, a couple battles coming up, but we're we're back to where you know, it, Brighton's supposed to be in one of the final four every year. So uh, we made it there, and I think some parents were kind of worried about it, especially early in the year. But I just told like that, that even at our banquet, I was just like, I just kept saying, be patient, so. It paid off in the end i think we're happy where we are but you know it's we got we're not done right we're, we're looking forward to the challenge on wednesday and you know we we still have expectations of, of, of winning and, and playing in that state championship game
0: definitely you know and and you came out in the first round of the playoffs and upset farmington 9-8 and then you beat davis thirteen nine. Both, you know, obviously Davis County teams, you, you had to travel up here for both of those. So, so great, great wins. You know, the Davis game played in a park. When was the last time you played in the park, coach?
1: When we went to Davis two years ago. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. So <laughs> besides the besides that, I guess Bingham plays at that middle school every once in a while. But sure. Who and, knows? It's always always turf fields, right? Nowadays. Yeah. And,
0: and it's not an insult to Davis. It's actually a great little field mm. for lacrosse. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, a fun atmosphere too. They packed those sidelines pretty good. So. Mm great little spot and then then like you mentioned park city on wednesday in the semifinals. you know they beat you pretty good 18-7 in the regular season mm-hmm. like you said though a different team as are they to be fair w- what are what are your expectations what what do you think you know what are, what are you going to try i don't want to give away your game plan but y- you know are, what are you doing what are you saying to the guys to prepare them we kind of just i
1: haven't really talked to them as much this weekend i wanted to give them you know, two tough games give the weekend to relax i'm away this weekend so it helps me kind of Keep my mind off of it. I think we're just gonna. The last two games we kind of played a style we liked, and and Farmington gets up and down the field really well, so we wanted to slow them down. We had to control the ball against Davis and their ten-man ride. So we kind of just we got back to how we want to play as a team. You know, that when we can can go get up and go, but slow it down and win win our sixes because I think we're a really good six-on-six team with who we have and the speed that we have. So um, just kind of use use that again, continue to play our game and. The energy has been different for us this uh, last two weeks. I think the kids kind of knew, you know, their season is on the line every game instead of, oh, there's always tomorrow. We kind of have that no, no tomorrow mentality right now. So that always helps. And having all the coaches there, you know, now that the JV coaches are helping out, they, they're they just focused on the sideline and the energy of practice and all that. So it's always nice with that.
0: And, uh, you know, we'll see on Wednesday how the chips fall. um mm. Talk about talk about those assistants. Who, who do you have on your staff? Who are some of the the key guys on your staff?
1: So my offense coordinator is Grant Pierce. He's a Brighton alumni. I played with when Bubba was here, you know, one the I think he's got two state championships with Brighton. And he went to Furman for a year or two before, before coming back. And then uh, defensive guys are Cam Fogelson, Brighton alum, state championship with Brighton and Bertie Bulljack brighton alum state championship with Brighton, and then we have for jv we have you know and who's been helping out is uh, uh this guy sam thompson who just moved here from new york played up at Queens maybe a d2 school up in new york uh, and he just moved here and is a teacher at Brighton, which makes a huge difference having someone in the school that if something's going on he's like hey go do this so that's has been a ton of help and then Two more brighton alums with him like cody chase and, and hunter both state champions both brighton alums so we kind of when i built the staff i wanted that bring that brighton like prestige of like the state champions and the alumni and, and all that so it's, it's nice to have more young staff but we have we have all played in college we've all played high school we have the experience of, of playing um, for as long as we all have so
0: should should be a good one. Like you mentioned, those coaches all played at Brighton. Those are all familiar names, and you know it's good to see them on the sidelines. Anything else you want to talk about before we jump off?
1: I, I think we're good. I think one of the so we we we're supposed to play Wednesday at seven, and it's, that's our graduation. So we are we're hopefully they, it sounds like the school's working on some a couple things to make sure these kids get recognition for graduation. But no, we're excited to play. It's the four schools that I've looked at that I thought would had a good chance to be in at least corner canyon park city so you're glad to be there and recognize with them and should be it should be a fun challenge and looking forward to it
0: well thanks coach i appreciate it and travel home safely and we'll see you wednesday